Hey, what's up, folks? This uh Ken Ledesma. What a um this is a special edition of the Nirvana Experience. Um This podcast, ever since I started about seven, eight weeks ago, uh, it originally came I came up with the idea with Jay talk about wrestling, video games, uh current events that's happening in the news or whatever in the world or whatever. But as the weeks progressed, and as I had different people on, the show kind of took a took a mind of its own, you know what I'm saying, and evolved to something that, you know, that I like. So instead of just, like, putting the show in a box and saying it's only about wrestling, it's only about, like, games and stuff like that, it's about whatever we talk about. So a part of that is... Um, I'm going to have these episodes where I'm going to just talk. You know, today it's nobody but me. And I'm going to get a little personal. And this will be part one out of I don't know how many. Um, we still going to have the episodes uh, this week. But instead of uploading on Saturday, uh, the WWE PLE Money in the Bank come on Saturday. So I'm going to watch that, get my thoughts together on that. And Sunday, me and Jay Jamago record um, – the original episode, uh, episode set, uh, eight, episode eight. So, uh, be looking out for that. But today, we just gonna talk. I'm just talk to you. So, um, like I said, this this podcast became more of a like like therapy to me. I don't know who all listen to it. I I, I see. I have a lot of listeners. I have a lot of downloads. Got a lot of followers. And for the people who follow me and listen to my show on the regular, I I appreciate y'all. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all here with me in the beginning were uh, me making this dream come true. You know? Um, I'm not famous or nothing. I'm still just a normal person. Uh, a normal person that go through things. And y'all here with me in the beginning. Y'all here... Um, how raw the show is as far as um, I don't even have a theme song for the show yet when when I start, but I'm working on it. Me and a friend of mine, his name Moo, uh, we working on it. Uh, so I do my podcast by seasons, and each like each time I hit ten episodes or maybe fifteen, that's gonna be the end of this season. So by the end of season two, well, by the beginning of season two, I should have a whole new uh theme. So I'm ready for the podcast. But um, the reason I want to uh, get on and talk today is because um, I have stuff on my mind. I realize I'm 30 years old. I realize that, I, you know, I hear people say it all the time that you have to live your life for yourself. That's true. Whether it be like in relationships, um, friendships, your relationship with the most high God. Is is you have to live your life according to how you want to live it, and be unapologetic about it. Um, everybody's different. Everybody got their views on the world. I know I have my views, especially when it comes down to politics, women, and a lot of stuff. Everybody had their own views on shit. Um, just lately, it's been it. People who close to me, 
like my friends and my family been going through so much to the point where like I'm just ready for all of us to win. But here's the thing. I'm at the point in my life where I can't have anybody who wants some bullshit be around me. Just to put it frankly like that. Um, whether you my friend, whether you my brother, whether you anybody, if you ain't beneficial towards me as in want to see me do better, trying to help me do better, and we, we trying to make this shit work as a team, I don't need you around me. It should be the same thing for whoever listening. If you got people around you who negative, who are always trying to bring you down, and you trying to be positive and live your life a certain type of way, as much as that shit may hurt, you need to probably separate yourself from them. Um, I met this I met this crossword uh, crossword in my life right now, where I can either keep certain people around. Or just eliminate folks. And I'd rather eliminate people than to stay down and stay in the same spot. Uh, Right now, besides my family, and my friends are my family, so besides my family, this show is the most important thing to me. Because it's something that I created. I ain't, ain't going to say I did it all on my own. Because like I said, if it weren't for the people who came on uh, and did episodes with me, like my brother, uh, Chris, uh, Jay, he a producer. He co-produced the show with me. Give me ideas and everything. So we working on something together now. Um, and Raquel and whoever in the future who may join this show and, and want to talk and just like grow with me. If it weren't for y'all, like, y'all with me at the beginning. Like, the people who listening, y'all with me at the beginning. And that's what me the most. Um, so, with that being said, um, I'm going to tell y'all a little bit about me. Okay? I know if you look at, like, when you click on my podcast, it says the Nirvana Experience, hosted by Ken Ledesma. All right, my real name is San Corrier. My friends and family call me Corrier. The reason I, I um I'm going by Ken Ledesma because one, it's an alias that I've been going by for years at this point, and um, it's it's easier for people to remember versus my real name. So anybody who know me, they like who met me through the show. And they know my voice, and eventually I'm going to start getting video, start doing the video catch. But for, for right now, like people who know me and who met me through the show, instead of them trying to remember my name, they can just can. just real easy to remember. Um, Yeah, uh, that's, that's my name. Um, I'm based out of Tennessee. Um. And uh, the the main reason I'm doing this because, like I said, this is like a form of therapy to me. There's some stuff that's been on my mind, so we're going to get into it. 
I know y'all heard me on the episode two weeks ago, uh, Brothers episode seven, where I was talking to my brother, and I was explaining to to y'all, the listeners, that the reason why I call certain people my friends and anything like that. Um, we finna have some more story time. Growing up, growing up, my mama, she, my mom passed on. She transitioned five years ago. One of the hardest things I ever had to face in my life so far. Um, my teacher, Calvin, you know, he tried to prepare me for it. Help me, help me get my mind right for it through scripture. And it worked. It did. But when it, when she actually did pass on, it, it hurts. Like, like it, it hurt me. And my dad understood what I was feeling because his mama, my grandma, passed on when he was just a kid. So he understood how I was feeling. Um, My mama, she did the best she could for me and my brothers and my sister. I always said black women are the number one most resilient and resourceful women on the planet because we can take, black women can take nothing and make it something. We weren't rich. We was almost borderline poor almost, but my mama, she made it do what it do. She she took care of her four kids. And it just make me so sad when I see women nowadays with their kids and they don't, like, for me seeing my mama do what she had to do for us, when I see parents nowadays, it ain't all parents, because there's some people out here that's some damn good parents. When I see some parents, the mamas out here that really ain't putting a thousand percent into their children, they're just like, God damn, I feel sorry for them folk. Because when I tell you my mama did whatever, it got it got to the point where my mom completely stopped doing for herself and made sure that me and my sister and my brothers were straight. Now, I'm not saying don't do nothing for yourself. Because when you're a parent, you still have a life. You know what I'm saying? So like, not saying that you have to just completely put your life on hold because you have kids, but in a way you have to do that. I didn't understand a lot of stuff my mama did when I was growing up. The decisions she made for us and none of them. But as a grown man, I you know, I'm not a parent myself, but I still understand why she made some of the decisions that she made. My mama wasn't perfect at all. But to me, she was the best mama that anybody can have. Not only did she take care of me and my brothers and my sister, she took care of her friends, their kids, my friends. Bruh, at one point, I'm going to give y'all a, 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 a normal day in my house in 2012. It was my mama. My sister, my brothers, myself, that's four people. Then I had 
Kong, Fern, Core. I had three of my friends stand with me. Uh, at one point, my brother, uh, my brother Dears had his friend coming over to the house all the time. So I can tell you, in a three-bedroom apartment, at one point, it was about 10 people in there. They didn't have to be there at all. But they were just there because my mom was so cool and laid back, and she, like, literally took care of, like, everybody. And she made, it was at the point where she fed everybody and everything. All my friends fed us and everything. My brother friend fed everybody. Over the years, from me growing up from a kid up to now, it was my mama was always the person out of all her friends and her friend group that to me made the most sense and made the most logical decisions when it came down to getting shit done. Like I said, my mama, she wasn't perfect. But when it came down to common sense and kids, she was the most logical out of everybody. All her friends, kids would come out to our house and stuff. Everybody sitting around eating and stuff like my mama fed everybody. She'll take care of everybody. When my mama did my sister hair, she did her friend daughter hair. That's just the type of person she was, all the way up to the day that she passed on. You know what I'm saying? And and the reason why I'm talking about this, because I was thinking about my mama tough today. And I was thinking about all the sacrifices she made for me and my siblings, bro. And I was thinking about when I was younger, how I didn't make make that shit no easier. I'm gonna tell y'all something. I was I was the type of kid that was on some truly other shit. I did stuff that I ain't that my brothers and sisters don't even know about to this day. So it was times where I was constantly getting kicked out of school, getting getting put on suspension. Because I stayed so mad all the time. And the only reason I was so mad like how I was, because when I was young, I understood that my mom and my dad was together at one point. Now they not together. And all I know is my dad ain't around no more. So now I want to be where my dad is. My dad remarried. My sisters was born. And I always used to feel some type of way. I used to always feel like, like, damn, how come he with them, but don't want to be with us? When you young and you don't understand the dynamics of a relationship, you don't you don't understand what's going on. So by me being so young and not understanding what's going on, I, I didn't understand that him and my mama didn't work out. Him and the girl's mama, you know, they got married and, and you know, he lived his life. I didn't understand that shit. All I knew was, I know my dad. I want to be over there where he at. I'm going to school, acting out, doing all types of crazy shit at school, getting suspended. Also, I can go over there with my with my dad. I go stay with my dad. I finally get over there with him. Finally get over there with my dad. All of a sudden, that shit ain't what I thought it was going to be. Not because of my dad. He told me. I remember like I can remember what he said to me. Like he just told me this yesterday. Before I moved in over there, he said, he said, Corey, I work too much. So I'm not gonna be at home. You ain't gonna barely see me. But you're gonna be at home with your sisters 
and my wife. Are you okay with that? I was like, yeah, I just want to be over there with my dad. I'm not thinking like when he said he worked all the time, this man literally worked all the time. Got over there, started staying with my, with my uh, sisters and my stepmom. Uh, I started acting out in school again. This time, it was because I, I, like, I wasn't being a, I wasn't a bad kid. Well, I wasn't a bad kid at that time. I just had a problem with talking a lot. And they used to get me in so much trouble in school because I get I get my work and be done with it so fast, but be so fucking bored just sitting in the classroom while everybody else still working. So I'd be trying to talk to my friends and stuff and I get in trouble. So anybody who was born in the 90s, they can remember when you was in elementary school, you had your conduct card. So it go from green to yellow, to red. So, the green mean uh, perfect S. If you get a yellow, that means that's an N in conduct. If you get that red junk, you got to go up there and pull your conduct card, and it's red, that means you got a U. That's unsatisfactory. That's the worst thing you can get. Every single day. I was getting the, they were like, San Quirio, go pull your card. I'm like, dang. I have an anaconda every day. And then if you remember, you have to take your conduct home, like your little your daily folder home, and have your parents to sign it and bring it back the next day. Okay. Every day. My grades wasn't a problem. It was my conduct. Come home every day with an anaconda. That's when I started seeing my daddy every night at 12 midnight. This man to come home, wake me up out of my sleep. Our kitchen that we had at the time had a door to it. He was like, come on. He was like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm going to get a hold to you when I get home. I'm like, ah, damn. This man had come home at 12 a.m., wake me up. He was like, let me talk to you in the kitchen. Take me in the kitchen. Beat my ass and send me back to bed. That was the only time I seen my dad. Every time I got in trouble at school, he told my ass up. And that was literally Monday through Friday. And the thing about it, no matter how hard I tried to not get in trouble at school for talking so much, I always got in trouble. And, I, and it got to the point where I was like trying to come my way out of uh, hell. I was like, man, come on, just give me another chance. Just give me another chance. I, I won't talk no more. It used to work. But then I started back running my mouth again. And I ain't had no trouble to get that uh, yellow card. And I get towed up when I get home, when my dad get home. So it wasn't all bad. I mean, that was the only thing that, that that was the issue with me um, staying over there. And I can vividly remember me coming home, you know, not staying on my dad no more uh, because of some shit that, you know, me and his wife got into it. She might not remember it and all that type of stuff like that, but it was some stuff she did that I didn't like. And I called and told my mama, and my mama came and got me. And I moved back home. But, um... I was real troubled growing up. I was, I was, I was, I, I was, I was so lost for so long. I remember it got to the point where I'm at uh, middle school, at Havenview Middle School, and uh, 
I had a teacher named Miss Dickey. I was so pent up with anger and stuff that she, I remember she jacked me up against the wall. I mean, against the locker. And the moment she did that, I just like punched her. And instantly got a board board suspension. A board suspension is when you have to go down to the board of education to clear your suspension. I got that instantly. She didn't press charges enough because I told her that she jacked me up. I mean, that's the only thing that saved me because she didn't have no business jacking me up against that locker like that. And you know, and you know me, it got to the point where I was starting, you know, again, I say charisma or whatever, because I had I had I got the ability to have people laughing with me. So when I'm bullshitting in the classroom and I'm saying what I'm saying, I'm doing what I'm doing, they laughing with me and they wilding out with me. And, you know, looking back at it, that's disruptive as hell in the classroom. So my mama cleared my suspension. A couple of weeks later, I got back suspended again because I was fighting. I used to always fight in school. Um, I remember this one instance where I was on the bleachers in school I hit somebody. We got into it. We started arguing, whatever. He said he was going to hit me, but I hit him first, and he fell down on bleachers and broke his arm. And uh, I got suspended. My mama came up there, cleared my suspension. Oh, it was my dad. I can't remember. But I know my mama came to the school after my suspension was over. She took me back to school, cleared the suspension, and within two hours, I was on suspension again. I had got resuspended. Two hours after getting one suspension cleared for fighting again. But that time, that time was different because I got sprung on for no reason. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a locker room at Havenview, and some I, I can't remember exactly how it go because it was so long ago. But I remember him hitting me first, and I can't remember why. And we just started fighting. I think I lost that fight too. I don't, I don't remember. I think I did lose that fight. But, um, I remember my mom. I remember coming home, scared to get my mom that suspension paper, because because she had just left the school that morning clearing the suspension. And man, I gave my mom the suspension paper. She just she just got so mad. She just got so mad. She didn't even want me in the room with her. And I heard her talk to my dad, Grady. You need to do something because he come. He just got. I just cleared the suspension this morning. He got suspended again. Like I'm hearing that shit. And I, I felt bad, but at the same time, I was like, man, fuck this shit. I ain't even want to be in school. I ain't know, I ain't know what I want to do. And fit at that time, 50 Cent was a big influence on me. And that's all I wanted to do. That's what I took solace in. Write songs. I used to sit around and write songs all day. I had I had notebooks and notebooks of paper. Just writing songs and just filling them jumps up with just lyrics and lyrics and lyrics. I'm in school writing this shit down, writing lyrics down and stuff like that. And I ain't no sound a lot. Them, them jump were kind of dookie. Like them jump were ass as hell. But eventually I got I got good at it. You know what I'm saying? I got good at it. And then I started eventually rapping around my friends and my folks. And they were saying I was good. So like I I, I just knew I was gonna be a rapper. I had started working out, got in shape, you know. I was by the time I hit 14, 15 years old, I was six foot and already in shape like 50 cent. So cause that's what I that's why that's what I was trying to imitate and be. Um eventually I started doing dumb shit, started going out there, like 
Well, I'm finna say now, don't nobody know except for like my friends, but my family don't know. Um, it was times like when we before we moved to King, I forgot what we were staying at. Um, I try, I try, I try selling weed or whatever, but uh, that didn't last long for the simple fact. My first, my very first time trying to sit, like my very first customer, very first customer robbed me, beat my ass and robbed me. And the dude who I got the weed from, we got into it. He didn't give me a lot that he gave me. I forgot how much he gave me, but it wasn't much. And uh, he beat me up, so I got, I got, I got, I got two fights that day. And uh, I remember coming home. I ain't saying nothing to nobody. I remember, I remember I told my I, one of my brothers, I was like, man, they were like, what's wrong with y'all? Like, man, I just got to fight, just beat somebody else. You know, just lying and shit. But in actuality, where I got the tooth, I got robbed, and I got beat up by the dude. And so I was like, man, I ain't even, I ain't even, I ain't even do that shit no more. So like that drug shit was like out the gate, out the window. I ain't even, I ain't even try to sell that shit no more. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that shit. But I started hanging around niggas that was in gangs and shit. I like me, I never was in the gang. But I was always hanging around folks in games where it was times where I would get jumped by niggas where they'd be like, man, you need to join the game. And I'd be like, nah. And they'll jump and beat my ass. Like, for real. Like, they'll real deal jump me to, like, try to make me join the game for not joining their gang and shit. Uh, that happened to me, like, three times in my whole, like, life. And um, when I was in high school, I went to Oak Haven High School. Bunch of Crips came up to me trying to jump me in because I was hanging around with one of them niggas who was a Crip. And I, and I told him, I ain't, you know, I'm good. Y'all my niggas, but I ain't with this shit. Therefore, beat my, I never forget. It was raining outside. It was, it was fall. It was like around by like an October or September or shit, some shit. They beat my ass. It was raining outside. And they took my shoe, they took my shoes off. One of my shoes, and they threw it on top of the building. At O'Haven High School. I walked home. I ain't even finished the day out. I left the school. After I finished getting my head beat, I walked home. It was raining. Walked home in the rain and shit. And from my house, from the school, I had to take a school bus. So I walked about three miles. She probably more than that. All the way home. Soaking wet. And when I got to the house, my mom was like, what the fuck? What happened to you? So I told her what happened. And she went up to the school and raised hell and shit, you know, like any parent would. And basically nothing happened. Like didn't nothing get solved, did nothing change or nothing shit like that. I mean, that's just how how shit is at school, like gang shit around. But um I said all that to say when you a parent, your kids can either make your life easy or make your life hard and i made my, my mama life hard for a long time for no reason uh for years from the time i was in first grade all the way up to man shit 12th grade i was just on some other shit and there's so many stories I can tell because my close friends know 
like some of the stuff I I can say, but it's my family that don't know some stuff that I undone. And it just it is at the point now where I'm acknowledging a lot of shit that I undid. I got punished for it throughout life. I just wish I was able to go back in time and apologize to my mama for it because I just made her life hard for no reason. Even into adulthood, when I had decided to calm down and stop doing that dumb, ignorant shit I was doing, I got my first job at KLC. My, uh, Corey, he gave me my first job. And I started working that job. I got robbed. Got my LB, got robbed, got my wallet stole. And the crazy thing about this store, they didn't believe that I got robbed or got beat up. And Corey was the main one edging my mama. He was like, bro, you ain't getting no robbed. I'm like, bro, why would I break my own glasses? I can't fucking see without my glasses. Why would I lose my own wallet when my ID and everything is in my wallet? Why would I tear up my own work shirt when I use this shirt to go to work and I ain't have no extra one? Why would I do that shit? But they swore up and down. And he even convinced my mama to a certain point that I didn't get robbed and that I did that shit to myself. When I got robbed early that morning. Uh, I just like... I got, my, I got a job, KFC. That didn't last long. I got robbed, and I was like, fuck this shit. I ain't going back to that job no more. I got on at FedEx. Um, when I started working at FedEx, my mom was like, just give me $50 out of your check every week, and you'll be good. I'm like, all right, cool. I, was giving my, I got that job, man. I gave my mom that $50, and I would blow my whole entire check on straight video game shit because at this point in my life i ain't want to do no more dumb shit all i want to do was sit around and play the game you know what i'm saying i i was so i was so engulfed in playing video games to the point where like i couldn't i couldn't separate that from reality at one point when i played when i like it was like in 2013 this around about time dead or live 5 came out and anybody who know me no, that Dale Alive is my favorite fighting game franchise of all time besides Mortal Kombat. And all I did, play Dale Alive all day. Go to work, come home, play Dale Alive some more. And my mom would get to the point, she was like, stop playing. Why are you always on that game all day? And I, and I ain't had no answer for it. When I got fired from FedEx, I got fired because, you know, I was messing around with my, my supervisor and it came out. I got fired from FedEx. I ain't had no job no more. I was sleep depressed. So all I did to, to escape that reality was play games. And my mama friends and my mama all the time, all the folks talking about how I ain't going to be shit, how, I'm de- how, how my mama need to kick me out the house and throw me to the side because I ain't shit. I'm this old and I'm a man. I ain't doing nothing to get no money. Like, just talking all this shit about me. And to a certain extent, that was right. They talking about, why you ain't got no job? You just sit around and sleep all day. 
you need to get up and do something. I was like, man, I, I had a counselor from Youth Villages. He used to come out and do whatever he can to help me work, help me do everything. His name was James. And he would do any and everything he can for me. But I was just so lazy and so out of it and just so, man, just I'm just out of it to the point where he literally had to give up and go to another client. He tried working with me for, for about a year or two straight. He'll hit me up. Hey, hey, Corey, I heard about this job. And what, 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 what? I'm like, all right. And then I remember we had to come say to Jim, like, what you want to be when you, well, he like, what you want to be in life? At this point, like I said, I was invested in video game. But at the same time, everybody know I love wrestling. I was like, I want to be a wrestler. He was like, he like, he was like, when I come over here later on this week, I'm going to find a wrestling school and find out what you got to do to go get some training to be a wrestler. I was like, all right. He came over to the house later on that week. He was like, he was like, all right. He was like, look, I found this wrestling school. is 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 in Memphis, but it's kind of far. You know, this back in 2013. He was like, but the, the school, I, I forgot the name of the school. He was like, the school called such and such, such and it's $200 uh, to learn how to train for the entrance fee, and you got to pay for the, uh, for the training. And he was like, but in order to do that, if you really want to be a wrestler, you got to get a job and get some money because this, this I, I helped you. I found it. When he said this, y'all like, I don't even want to be a wrestler no more. He was like, what the fuck? Like, he got so frustrated and so mad. And my mama did, too. She was like, what the fuck? Like, like they just started cussing me up. They would cuss me out so much to the point where I'm looking at both of them, but I'm I'm going deep into my mind. Like, my, like, I was literally in a different world trying to escape this shit. Because in my head, the perfect world was at that time, this is, my, this is my mindset at this time. I'm in my early 20s. I'm like 20 years old at this time. I'm like, the perfect world is. I got this. I got, I'm playing a game. I'm at peace. My mama got a little money, so she ain't fucking with me. And I can get some new China. And I and, and then I remember, I remember sitting like, as, like in the house. But the house was like a big house and i was so comfortable and just so carefree and i remember just being locked in my brain and just like hell yeah and i daydream about that shit in the midst of them yelling at me and when my mama said my name i snapped into reality and shit and then when she started getting on my ass she like this is fucking problem he's so nonchalant about everything he don't care about shit so he she was like john when he waste my time when he ain't finna do shit so i started feeling bad about that all the shit everybody was saying about me at that time made me so depressed because they weren't wrong. I just didn't know how to get out of it. I just didn't know how to snap out this shit. And then what made it so worse, I depend on my mom for everything. Literally everything. And um, eventually a couple years passed on. I got some more jobs. Um, my mama got sick and I started taking care of her, her last year of her life. On my birthday, December 12th, my 25th birthday, she put a post on Facebook 
And their post was like, happy birthday to my firstborn. He's 25 years old. I'm just summarizing. He was like, he's 25 years old. I just want to say how much I appreciate him for help take care of me. And, and I'm glad that he, I thought he was going to be a little strange, but he turned out to be a good man and something like that. I'm just paraphrasing. I can't remember it by heart. And she, and she said she loved me and happy birthday and she liked that. When I first read that, that made me so happy because when I hit 24 years old, I met Calvin, my teacher. And he changed my life. Well, it wasn't him. It was the most high God, but God used him to help change my life. Because I became the man who I am now, where I don't, I don't bullshit around no more. I learned about God. I learned about I learned about how God really operate. I learned about how to treat women, how to treat my people, how to treat myself, how to be myself. And I just became a whole better person for it. My whole life just changed. I started saying shit. I started saying shit through a different eyes. I just became a different person. I started being different towards my mama, towards everybody. And she noticed that. I want that same bullshit and uh, nonchalant and not giving a fuck at person that I was at first. I actually became a person with feelings and intelligence. And like, I just actually just came around and just started doing shit. Doing stuff I supposed to been doing. And my mama saying that made me realize that she saw me change. And I'm glad I'm glad she was able to say I'm glad she was able to see that first of all, and I'm glad she said that. Like I said earlier, to bring it back to my point, I just hate that I didn't get a chance to really apologize to my mom to tell her uh how sorry I was for like making her life hell when I was young for no reason. Um I know I know this like a different type of episode. I know some people may not even like listening to this type of stuff, but like I said, this is like therapy for me. People who listen to it, I appreciate it. Um, it's going to be a lot of uh, different parts. I don't want to make these too long because I don't want to like, one, project my 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 shit onto somebody that had no feeling some type of way. But I do appreciate y'all listening. Like people who tune in to listen to the show, and it's to each episode. I truly appreciate that. Truly, truly, truly appreciate that. I was just thinking about my mama today. I have stuff on my mind. I actually have a lot of more stuff to talk about. But like I said, I don't wanna I don't wanna just just bombard y'all with stuff. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make a note of it now. What I'm gonna do is this is gonna be part one. I'm gonna call these the Let's Talk series. All right. Every if once uh every two weeks or maybe once a week, maybe maybe just once a week or every other week, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one of these sit down and talk where I just tell y'all something about myself or tell y'all stories about stuff that happened in my life and uh just 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 talk about stuff other than what I used to talk about on the show, you know, uh. 
I want to say, I want to tell my mom, I, I, I said it last night, but I'm going to say it again on my show. I want to tell my mom I apologize for uh, just being how I was growing up. Just making it hard for you when you already had it hard. Most of the time, you raised me and my sister and brother by yourself. My dad, he was there, but he was dealing with his own thing. So it was really you raising three boys and a girl by yourself. By me being the oldest, I should have been there helping you and making it easier, but I made it worse all the time. And for that, I just want to say I apologize for it and I'm sorry for it. Um, I want to thank and give all praise to the Most High for for helping me see another day. I want to thank the Most High for all my listeners, for y'all who listening to me. Uh, um, and I'm gonna tell you something. This show each week that I do an episode, like do uh, a episode, is growing each episode exponentially. And I super appreciate that. Like, to, like I say, to all my new people who found this show and listening to it, I appreciate it. To all my friends who like who fuck with me and came in and tuned in, and it's two of their week, I appreciate it. Same thing with my, with my folks, my family. And for my my reoccurring listeners who listen to it, uh, the Nirvana experience every time I upload, I appreciate everybody who listens to it. Because go to the podcast and get people to listen to you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just happy just that y'all y'all giving me a chance and listening to me. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to give a special I want to give a special shout out to a real, real close friend of mine. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Uh in a couple of days she should be giving birth to a baby. Uh, her name is Mimi. Uh her name is Kamitria. Everybody call her Mimi. Uh I wanna I wanna give a shout out to her and her husband, uh Keyshawn. Um, they finna welcome a baby into the world again. Um, I just, I just hope they have a safe, you know, a safe and healthy baby, a uh, safe delivery and healthy baby. That just, you know, like I said, I just want to shot, shot them out because I haven't spoke to them in a long time. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hear them. I'm, a, I'm gonna hear from them. I'm, gonna check in on them again. Uh, cause you know, what I'm saying I ain't hear from them in a long time. It, it'd really be my fault because I don't be reaching out to folk. But uh, shout out to Keyshawn and and Kamisha, bro. All right, so uh, Sunday is gonna be is gonna resume the the regular schedule for the Nirvana experience. Uh, Jay Jamal gonna be on. We talking about the uh, Money in the Bank PLE. Of course, we gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns because I already know he's gonna do something so far. I just know he is. Um. We're going to talk about, uh, he's going to have his segment, J Health Tips. Uh, and the only reason we're recording Sunday and I'm going to upload it Sunday is because the PLE come on Saturday and we need time to get shit together. So look forward to the new episode Sunday. And uh, like I said, I appreciate everybody who's taking time out to listen. Uh, appreciate my new fans, the old fans, everybody. Uh, I'm going to see y'all Sunday. Peace.